Hey, son, and welcome to Season 3 of the Black Women in Europe podcast. Thanks so much for listening in Season 1 and Season 2. Season 3 will not disappoint. Go to Linktree forward slash Black Women in Europe so we can be social. But thanks and get ready for our next guest. On the podcast, she's an amazing state that's living in Paris. Salut, Cherie. Welcome. Salut, merci. Uh, uh, thank you so much for having me here. It's always a pleasure to be in your presence in some kind of way, even virtually. Ditto. I say that, and I maintain uh, my belief that you just have fairy dust. I imagine if I see you walking down the street that it's just like gold sparkles coming up <laughs> off, off of your heels. I just love your energy. Thank you so much. Well, there's people like you who are receptive to, you know, this sort of radiant, joyful energy that, you know, that mean the world to me and make my energy shine. You know, it's what it's it's re it's reciprocal, right? It's, it's, it's reciprocal. partly you that who helps to create that as well. Well, you know, I appreciate that. And I want to make sure I thank Robin Bates, because she was the one that connected us, wasn't mm -hmm. she? Yes, another fairy, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, with a backpack full of uh, magic wands, you know, Just slinging them out like love. arrows. Yes. Um, and I remember one reason um, I was drawn to you, and you've influenced me and inspired me so much because of your yoga and all your holistic and wonderful things you do. Tell us about that. Well, Adrian, I have been on a journey, honey, over the last few years, uh, especially and even because of everything that happened in 2020, like many people, right, especially many people of color, you know, mm -hmm. all the things that have happened um, starting from there and, co and continue to happen with COVID and just a super, super highlight on social injustice and the climate reports that are coming out by scientists and you know being extremely ignored by the uh, petroleum fossil fuel industry and the like is is just a lot <laughs> and all of that on top of uh for me for example raising two young kids i have a five-year-old and two-year-old boy now uh, in 2020. Congratulations. I think the two-year-old may be new since we spoke last time. Congratulations. So. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I think I was pregnant the last time we spoke, maybe. I, I can't remember. I think but, so. So I didn't yeah. realize you had a boy. How fantastic. Yeah. Two boys. Ooh, three <laughs> men in the house. I Oh, my God. I am outnumbered. That's, the, that's a whole other story. We'll get but, to that. <laughs> I have, I have accepted messes, you know, little localized messes around the apartment as just part of life with men, life with, um, yeah, life with men. But anyway, uh, everything that's happened on a social um, level and health crisis and all of that with what's going on in my own life personally and the growth and changes that have been spurred. Um, in my own life and I've been dealing with, I have gone through just a metamorphosis, honestly. Tell so, me about that. So where, where were you and where, and, and so metamorphosis, where did you start and where are you now? Well, I, I guess I can say that the, uh, the metamorphosis has shown up in my brand, in my business. Mm -hmm. This is where I kind of dealt with it, um, in a public way, not really openly, like I'm not giving everybody the download of what's going on in my personal life, but um, it's just that it showed up in those areas for whatever reason. So in 2020, as you know, I was electric sea fairy uh, teaching yoga. And uh, at, at the time I was also doing Thai yoga massage, something that I um, also had been doing for many years. Sounds wonderful. And, oh, I actually miss giving, you know, if you, when you give this kind of body work, this kind of healing, it's, it's another reciprocal thing. It, it also feels really nice and really uh, energizing to, to give uh, Thai body work. It's really a nice experience. But anyway, um, so I was doing yoga and working uh, with the body in this way. So it was a very physical kind of uh, healing practice modality that I was providing. And then I morphed into uh, Clyde B. And that's when I was pregnant and had my second uh, child, my second son. And I was really uh, coming, 
from that angle, from that angle of motherhood, of you know mm -hmm. how to deal with uh, co-parenting and different styles, mm -hmm. how to maintain um, not only autonomy but an agency and um, identity. You know how to maintain identity, being you know kind of swamped, drowned in in motherhood and what else, yeah. all the other things going on in life and in in society. Mm -hmm. And so I found you know a way to kind of make that work, and I reflected it in my brand at the time as well. And so my my offerings uh, went more from less from being strictly physical with like teaching yoga and more into um, a deeper healing space, you know, like, again, with being a mother and, you know, this is how my motherhood journey has, has been going and this is what I'm learning and this is how I'm maintaining my identity, identity and um, maintaining calm, you know, another thing that I dealt with, with having two kids in this small space in our small apartment in Paris is it, it I I my emotions really really got I got really triggered and my emotions show I showed it emotionally well you so, know what I can imagine that because yeah. Paris life is glamorous but it can mean that you're in a smaller space than maybe you were used to um before right right so that, what that triggers me yeah what kind of feelings were, what kind of trick you know what kind of feelings were coming out well, I, w I started getting angry and impatient and, you know, the triggers would just come up out of the blue. I would just get, I would snap and just be really angry at, um, at my oldest son or have just really no patience. And this is not the kind of mother that, you know, I was before. So it was no, awesome. that wasn't you. So you yeah. were seeing a change in your personality. Yeah, it was really jarring and really, really scary. And so I had to find a way to, um, to deal with that. And so I dove back into my mindfulness practices. I'm uh, certified as a um, mindfulness and yoga uh, instructor. And so um, with that certification comes, you know, real legit practice. It's not like uh, when you certify to become a yoga teacher or something, you know, 200 hours. Uh, when you certify to teach meditation and mindfulness, if, if it's a legit program, you know, you're spending one, two years in, in the training because you have to really develop your own meditation practice, like uh, genuinely. And so I went back to that. And this practice of mindfulness and meditation, re like, I mean, it really helped, it, it energized me, it helped me deal with the anger and the impatience. It got me back to myself. I um, had energy to, to start the, I don't know if you remember, I started the Moon Magazine. I and, do. Yeah, <laughs> it started and stopped really quickly because that's when I got pregnant in my first trimester. Um, it's always a doozy. Like I just literally couldn't, I almost lost my uh, first, my career job, my first uh, job when I got pregnant with Kai because I, I, I couldn't go to work for like four weeks. <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. So that your body, okay, yeah. And what a lot of people maybe don't realize that haven't had children, I haven't had biological children, mm -hmm. but this is a major something happening inside your body. It is. And, and every woman is, you know, it, it, it shows up differently. And for me, and I found, you know, through having this experience, I have found other women who have had it too. I was completely immobile unable <laughs> just yeah i mean it wasn't just morning sickness and, and no, morning sickness I, isn't I, anything to take lightly either right but, and i never got diagnosed there's the the i can't pronounce it or i just know there's an h energy like hypergravarium or something like that uh it's the diagnosis in that first trimester when 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 you can't you know when you are very very sick you're vomiting 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 and you can't move it's, it's basically every symptom that i had but i never got diagnosed with it so i think i had that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, was this happening was your first um when you had your first baby, was that in France as well? Oh yeah, I was I was in France too. So it was actually extremely scary to jeopardize my job oh, like that yeah. because uh, I was working for the federal government at the time. And so you're treated like a diplomat. And so all my housing, you know, everything that I had, you know, all of, 
everything was provided. All your security, by, yeah, all your yeah, security was, benefits were, t- were linked to your job. Yeah, so, so the, everything the I had was provided your... by my job. So jeopardizing yeah. my job like that was a really scary thing, but I had no, no other option. I had no other option and I didn't have you know, the support of somebody telling me like, you know, everything's going to be okay. You have to take care of yourself, you know, trust in what you're doing. I didn't have that support. I had to provide it for myself. Oh, girl, you were in a really scary place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, but the good thing about that is that I have grown. I have gained wisdom and confidence and uh, trust in my intuition like nobody's business, you know, because I had to. And anyway, so with the Clyde B, the second version of my business, that's kind of where I was coming from. And then I, I, you know, I was healing through all of these versions of myself. So that's what it was about. And so through that healing, I kind of just went off the radar business wise um, and just focused on kind of recovering. It has taken almost this two years that my, you know, my son is two, uh, two and a half now. It's taken almost that two years of his life for me to truly recover from, um, from birth, you know, that, 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 what is it? The, the, the fourth tri, uh, the fourth, yeah, trimester, mm-hmm. that postpartum mm-hmm. period of recovery. It took mm-hmm. me about two years to get through that. And so I always just kind of, <laughs> I just laugh, you know, when I hear other parents who say, oh, you know, that first uh, six months of the baby, you know, is so, so, so tough. We didn't know if we can get through. And I'm like, I wish it was just six months for, <laughs> for me. Right. you like, it was you know? two, two years for me. Wow. Now, when you yeah. were, um, I don't, I, for some reason, I'm thinking that, there might have been more support in France than maybe in the U.S. Uh, you, you mean from the system itself? From the system itself, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very different. It's a, a little bit more nurturing, but the birth process. I had to have cesarean births because of a past surgery that I had, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so uh, the first time around, I, I thought you know it was not the best experience, but now after my second birth this way with a different excuse me in a different hospital i realized that the first way was 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 amazing (laughs) oh wow see yeah yeah, you know having a child during covid and through cesarean in uh, a system just hospitals in general not you know any particular hospital but worldwide probably uh, uh, hospitals in general who do not, who still do not understand the necessary connection between mother and newborn child um, be maintained even with uh, through the cesarean birth process. Many mm-hmm. women who go through cesareans uh, elect to do it. And mm-hmm. in that election, I think is a little bit of um, ass- assumed desire of distance of uh, you know mm-hmm. comfort and self mm-hmm. distance between those two individuals the mother and newborn child and so i think that's where maybe the hospital system is coming from but <laughs> no no so they gave my baby a formula oh I did, I did not want because i was in recovery for i think three hours or something like that so you know okay. baby is hungry yeah and they and they gave him formula so he didn't have my milk first they didn't pre-pump or i don't even know what i'm talking about but would that have been an option like looking back do you think they could have pre-pumped you because you, you were producing milk i assume yeah well so what happened the first time around and what i was expecting is um they bring even in in recovery they bring your the baby to you so you can have that bonding experience of first milk and just you know continue bonding after the actual birth experience so that's what happened uh the first time around i had the cesarean but the second time they just i was in this like <laughs> you know almost like a morgue this recovery room with maybe one other or two other mothers you know i'm oh, it sounds so depressing yeah yeah exactly so i'm by myself you know just try i'm actually you know sitting here willing my body to do whatever you need to do body to for them to think that you are recovered come on let's do this 
yeah. so we can get to this so you baby. can hold your baby exactly um and so yeah they i was just in this room for for three hours recovering um so that was three hours of of time missed with the with the newborn baby which really yeah. really really matters you know so uh yeah yeah because right away they get your smell you know they get yeah. the scent yeah and all that they, they get your feel you get that feel and all of that so three hours may not sound like a lot to some people but it's, it was felt like a lifetime for you i bet oh yeah it was and then uh as with he was born a month early and so what happens a lot with babies like that is they end up in an incubator for a while to okay. make sure that their breathing is okay so he was mm -hmm. away from me actually for it was two or three nights i can't i honestly can't i would have to like look in the files to really you were in a daze a haze but uh, it was two or i think two nights he was away from me completely and i had very little support to get to him to you know to be with him to to work on the breastfeeding thing and all of that so it was it was not the best but we have made up for lost time for sure well you know what a fantastic thank you so much for sharing that um and what fantastic story of your resilience and your determination you know you wanting to will your body and cesarean is um not a simple operation Oh, no, no, it's not. This, that second one was actually really scary. That's when I vowed I would not have more children. Were you, uh, uh, did you, well, two, you got two beautiful boys. You don't need any, you know, your family feels complete, I bet. Um, did you, were you, are you awake during the cesarean? Yes, yes, yes. And they were like, they were pushing my stomach really hard because Aiden was, I think, like retreating, like I'm not ready to come out. <laughs> He's like, no, I need another month. What are y'all so talking they were, about? They had to like get him down there. And so they were pushing on my body really hard. It was, it was, yeah, I, I was like, I don't care if we have to be abstinent. <laughs> I don't care what it takes, <laughs> but I will not. <laughs> You're like, it's closed. I will not go through this again. I thought I was, I wondered if I would die from the experience. That's where well, I was. Well, you know what? And you don't say that lightly because many mothers die in childbirth. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a life or death situation having a baby, even if you're yeah. in a hospital. So yeah. we're so grateful that you didn't die. Thank that you. you that seriously that you yeah. um you made it through and it sounds like it was I don't want to say traumatic but that it seems like your body went through a lot of trauma you say oh yeah it is that's, I mean and that's part of the reason that you know it's taken me two years to kind of get through that postpartum phase you know it was it, yeah it was traumatic and I had to heal from that I had to heal myself from from that experience I had to deal with it head on and that's where your training, your mindfulness training came in. Right, right. And so, you know, healing from that, taking my time. I'm not on anybody else's schedule. I, I, I love looking at Instagram and seeing all the advice that everybody's got and just laughing at it. <laughs> okay. I yeah. mean, it's like I... I have been on a journey and I will continue this journey and where it has gotten me. So uh, the, what, what's, what's this? This is, okay. So last year I started a soul journey, uh, a, a deep dive into the soul. And okay. that is the journey. It was a led journey and uh it was six months kind of on with a uh with a guide and it's been six almost i guess next month it'll be six months off uh kind of going okay. through the completion of this this soul journey and that is what has gotten me through to really understanding who i am what i am what i bring to the world what what support i need um uh just you know trusting in my my gifts my talents mm -hmm. my trainings my mm -hmm. intuition um you know going I, i've always been easily able to kind of dive into the deep end and go after whatever it is i want but it's mm -hmm. just a little bit different now because i'm even more confident and connected connected to myself and wow. so explain a little bit what a soul journey is 
Well, it's funny that you ask because now I will be providing this as a service, as a one-to-one -one, uh, program uh, for my clients, for anybody who wants to, to sign up. And it's going to be launching next week. Yay! <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I am launching, uh, so I have come up with, I have codified basically my experience over the last three years. And so using my certifications, my training, my education and anthropology, just everything has come together uh, to create this, this way of being that is soft. And don't get it twisted, sister. The softness is not a weakness or a inability to do or, you know, the opposite of being a warrior when necessary. But what the softness is, my radically soft method is a, a soft self-support framework. So it's something that is operating internally to keep you connected to yourself, to keep you present to keep you able to manage and deal with hardships that, that come up and that keep you energized to go after what it is you want to go after in life. This is, this is everything that I have. This is all of my training, all of my experience combined into, into this one thing and codified to create this, this method, the radically soft method. And wow. So, and so what I'm offering, it, it comes in three, in independent phases. So you don't have, it's not a requirement to do one phase to do another. Um, but the first phase that I'm putting out there is this embodied essence activation. And this is the deep soul work. Embodied essence activation. Yes. And so this is embodying and activating your soul essence. And so there has to be this experience of coming to terms with and understanding, you know, it's lifting up consciousness as, as if consciousness is a blanket, you know, how you go about the world that you know of. It's like lifting up that blanket and then putting it back over your head and going in diving deep to figure out what's really running the program. Okay, to really connect with your soul in a way that you can use words as closely as possible, right, to identify what the essence of your soul is. And so when you spoke, uh, when we initially got on the phone, I, uh, you talked about the fairy dust, right? And I, I mentioned that, yes, I radiate joy, and it's a reciprocal experience. And that's part of my soul essence is I, I bring about this radiant joy when I am in alignment. And it's not something that I, you know, it takes, it takes two, right? It's something that happens with exchange with another person through communication, through relational uh, experiences. I'm just sitting over here beaming, <laughs> just beaming. You're just blowing me away. And I'm just so amazed and so happy and proud of you that that you can take and i think that I, I think it's beautiful what you said all your life experiences all your education all of your training all of your certifications is all come together hmm. to where you are now and to where you can offer this beautiful experience for other people you couldn't have done this last year or two years ago no i actually could not have i, I would be fumbling on <laughs> You wouldn't even have thought have it about it. Yeah, you it, it wouldn't even you wouldn't even I don't think you would have even thought about it. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think so either. So how long is that first phase? And maybe it's different for every people, but um, well, no, what, it's, uh, the journey is a, is the same amount of time. But yes, the experience, you know, it's a, it's a journey, and it, it it leads to a transformation of some sort. So it the transformation might be different for everyone, but the journey, the length of time is the same. So, embodied essence activation is a twelve week journey. You have to take time. Okay, the first part of the journey, the first thing that we go into, the foundation of this uh, soft self-support framework mm -hmm. is slowing down, mm -hmm. slowing mm -hmm. the F 
down. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? Exactly. And that's why it takes time. That's why it's a 12 week journey. Because you, you, because you can't just slow down because you tell yourself, oh, I need to slow down. It's like everybody on social media is saying, oh, you need to rest. I need to rest. We need to rest. Rest is essential. Rest, rest, rest. Who's resting? Nobody. <laughs> no, because you're on social media scrolling and trying to keep up with people. You're not resting. Right. So we, we know what we need to do, but we don't have a pathway to make it happen. And so I'm providing the pathway and it takes time and it takes commitment. And so, again, that's why it's a it's, we spend four weeks alone on this process of slowing down. It takes time. And it takes gentleness, uh, you know, that's the, the softness that it comes through with the teaching method as well as instilling that soft framework, that slowing down, that stillness, that softness towards your inner self to be able to do whatever it is you have to do in the world, show up to, to, to uh, defend yourself when you need to, to, to um, create yeah. projects that, that really align with your soul to, yeah. to do work that feels right. That matches with your values to, you know, it takes, it takes effort to do that, but you don't, what people don't realize is you don't have to push. You do not have to force yourself to do these things when it is right, when it is yeah. in alignment with who you are at a soul level, then it flows. There, there is still efforting, there is still work, there is always, you know, we, we do, but mm -hmm. we also be. And yeah. in this being, the doing becomes more in alignment and the energy is provided through this softness of knowing who you are at a soul level. Wow. Okay. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Right there. So at the end of that first phase, you have ideally learned how to slow down, how to be. Yes. So the uh, for emb embodied essence activation, you start by slowing down. Mm -hmm. And then and only then can we start the second part of the process, which is diving in deep to figure out more about that soul essence. We start okay. with learning. You can you can call up what your what your values are, what your um beliefs are what you think you're good at we start there and then we go we you know we keep diving what where we go is to the imaginal realm do you know this place do i know it yes the imaginal realm i'm not sure okay but so we we engage our imagination because the consciousness you know um cerebral knowledge can only get us so far right you know mm -hmm. one plus one is two mm -hmm. our really, intellect right yes our intellect can only get us so far mm -hmm. you know if you think one plus one is two but when you start to evoke the imagination one plus one equals infinity you know you get a man one man and one woman together you have children those children have children those children have children if you can when you start to apply imagination you go deeper Okay, so when you spend a little time in the realm, but uh, you know, closing the eyes, going into between the real world and you know this place where your soul dwells, and you you know you 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 allow the imagination to conjure up and to create. That's how you get to know. <laughs> that's how you get to know yourself. Well, you know what? Time. I mm. think I have been in that realm mm. um, when I'm in deep meditation, like yoga nidra, for example. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I yes. do know what you mean. Yes. And I, that's a place that I want to be at all the time. <laughs> but I haven't <laughs> I figured that out quite yet. But yeah, so I, I, I do know what you're talking about. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the mindfulness and the meditation that can help you achieve, um, I shouldn't want to say achieve, but help you get to that what do you call it the, the realm of imagination yeah the imaginal realm um, the imaginal realm yeah yeah um so once you could once you have learned how to be still and just yes. be you can mm -hmm. get yourself mm -hmm. to that imaginal realm yes and that's where you learn more about yourself than you ever have known before right yeah yeah, yeah. and you and so learn we go Sorry, I was going to say you learn, no, you learn 
more about yourself, but you also just learn about existing. I guess that's the same thing that, like you yeah. say, just the being part. Yeah. We always feel like we have to be doing something it, it, right. and, and being is enough if you're truly present. Exactly. There's always this search for, you know, life purpose, right? And, you know, this is where I challenge this yeah. thought. And I, mean, I know I'm not the only one to do that. Um, but this is where I challenge that. Thought. Is it life purpose or is it life essence? Okay. For me, the purpose of life is to live life, to experience it. That Period. your life purpose yeah. is being realized by you being here. Mm -hmm. But you are um, inhibiting that purpose, that full living purpose by you know, we have to, we had to put on these veils of survival, right? We had to kind of shroud our, or we felt we needed to cover up who we truly are to, to make it through, you know, like third grade even, you know? <laughs> um, no, you're right. Because it starts very this is where, yeah. early. Those expectations and what you can and can't do, we're told this is how you're supposed mm -hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. you're suppressing who mm -hmm. you really are a lot of times, most times even. It's funny that you say third grade because that's a pivotal time. That's when you start noticing mm -hmm. yourself and other people around you mm -hmm. and how they react to you. Mm -hmm. um, and you and, and I think the power you have, but we don't realize that that's what it is. Right, right. So we we're I'm challenging that, you know, for us to as adults you know, in control of ourselves for the most part to to jettison those layers of those veils of survival and uh, embody our essence, our soul essence. And in that way, we come back to living out our purpose, which is really just being, you know, be expressing who we are at a soul level in the world, you know. So anyway, um, so, so that phase, wait, I'm sorry, not to oh, cut you off with that, because we know the first <laughs> okay. phase is about um, 12 weeks. The second phase, uh, where you explore the imaginal realm, that's a 12-week phase as well? Oh, no, I'm sorry. So the, uh, you know what, we won't even talk about the other two phases of ra okay. the radically soft method. Uh, we'll stay with the one, which is the embodied essence activation. Okay. And so, yeah, the first phase of that, of the embodied essence activation is the um, slowing down. The second yes. phase is, uh, you know, learning about yourself from this whole other angle, right? Okay. And then the third phase is daring a little bit to embody uh -huh. that more and more, you know, coming up with, a, you know, nine to 12 roadmap of how you're going to express that and embody that and okay. show up as that soul essence being more and more in your daily life okay yeah and that when you say daring to be it does take courage <laughs> yeah and i don't want to um uh, you know like push people away with you know like okay we're creating these these goals for the next several months it's not that goal setting that you're used to that brings on the anxiety and the pressure mm -hmm. like oh crap now i gotta make sure that this happens yeah but it's 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 a it's more of a joyful journey like okay can i show up more as this for you know using myself as an example as this this radiant being like how can mm -hmm. i how can i do that okay i can maybe um, spend more time playing with my kids, create more activities mm -hmm. for us to do together. You know, mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. can do that through my work, right? Uh, by putting out offerings that help engage this this joyful one-on-one uh, -on -one kind mm -hmm. of exchange with my mm -hmm. clients. You know, so mm -hmm. it's not about you know, okay, I gotta set this goal and meet this goal. Okay, it's not that harsh thing. It's not about pushing through, right? It's not about creating stress. Right. Because that is stressful. Well, like, the, the, like you say, the traditional goal setting is stressful. Right, exactly. It's about just daring to manifest, right? Mm. Writing down what you want your roadmap to be is, is one of, writing is one of the most powerful practices of manifesting. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I have been writing out my goals for several years. I think since about 20, when was that? I was living over there in DC. 
what year was the uh, 2014 or 15. Mm -hmm. I've been writing them out in this specific way, you know, where I'm really detailing things, getting really specific. And when I look back on those journals, I am shocked at how much I have <laughs> that stuff that I actually accomplished. It's wow. wow. It, yeah. it, it, it's amazing. So I want to share that with others because it's such a powerful practice. So that's what creating that roadmap is more about, like really getting specific and writing down, hey, your dream life, that's all it is. It's, it's hey, this is what, this will be great. This will really resonate with my values, with what lights me up, with my soul essence. If I, if I kind of live life in this way, here's maybe five things I can do. So it's more like that than than goal setting. You see what I mean? It's manifesting. I do. It's manifesting. And I don't hear you say, which is great, that if I do these things, I'll be happy. Oh, we don't fall into that trap, sister. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah, because that is a huge trap. Yeah. And that's something that I talk about, uh, you know, as I've been fleshing out my, my new version of my brand, Clyde Jean. This is something that's very important to me. You know, there is, you know, about type A, you know, you hear type A, you, you you're from DC, the city of type A. I was going to say, ain't nothing but type A in DC. <laughs> what you talking about? There are other types? There's no other. I don't think there's other types in DC. In DC, they have been pushed out to other areas. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. But I bring this up because I think it's so interesting in the fifties a, I don't know if it was a scientist or more of a, a sociologist, psychologist who came up with this, this typing of people. I think it was type A through D. And type A, th the thing is about us is that we have come up in a, in a school system, at least in the United States, where A is good. If you are type A, that's got to be good, right? Because you get an A when right. you do good in your, in your lesson. Is that correct? Yeah. We all so go it, for the A's. We strive to get to be right. A's. Get A's, be an A. Yep. Exactly. So when you see a type identified as A, you automatically have, have been conditioned to think that that is a good thing. Is that right? Amen. Okay. But when you look at where this came from in the 1950s, this guy created these different types to um, basically help with identifying health issues. Type mm -hmm. A is actually a type of person who is more likely to have health issues related to heart disease, mm -hmm. stress induced uh, health issues and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is not necessarily or it's not, it was not meant to be to identify a person who was better than other people because it of wasn't a. right. It wasn't something that you wanted uh, to achieve or to attain that right. you wanted to be. You didn't want to attain, achieve, um, strive to be a type A. Right. necessarily their their research showed that type a as you say going to have heart attack chronic right. heart disease high cholesterol probably stress exactly. all of that mm -hmm. yeah. but it was misconstrued somehow and they'll be the person who is always um who, who is never satisfied so they'll mm -hmm. always work harder and stress themselves out more to attain yeah. that happiness at the end of the tunnel that they'll never get to because they're so they have identified happiness as something that is at the end of the tunnel Girl, and you hear so many people bragging about, I'm type A, I'm type A. It, but yes, because when we when we hear A, we hear good, uh, something to achieve, something to go for. That's what mm -hmm. we hear when we hear the letter A. Mm -hmm. And so type B is the person who is there for the ride, who is there to experience the journey and enjoy the journey. No mm -hmm. matter what happens at the end, the type B person is more about the quality of the journey. They were like, I enjoyed this. I didn't know what the result was going to be, but it was fun. You know, right, I, right. Yeah, they're actually living it. And it's, so that's actually where we want to be is <laughs> the type B person. <laughs> we want to be a B. Right. We want to be a B. They should have put the type. They should have named that. A. What What would happen if type B was actually named type A? <laughs> yeah, we be you know, much if, better if they were switched. Can you imagine that if they were switched, mm -hmm. then we, you have a whole bunch of people 
you know, ready to enjoy the journey, experience the journey, mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to the people ready to go out and achieve and stress out and kill themselves and everybody. And always thinking about the next thing and not enjoying, like you say, the process of, of what they've achieved, already looking to the next goal. Because exactly. when you're type A, you're never satisfied. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, so the happiness is the journey when, you know, if you, the, if you think about it, if you put your happiness as the end goal, mm -hmm. you, you just will never get to it. You'll get to death before you get to the happiness because you it's sure at the end, you know. You sure will. Ooh, that's a profound way to say it, but you're right. You sure will. So you, all your life experiences have, you were at a place where you say, I got to do this soul. How did you know that that's what you needed? So that you're now able to offer it to other people. I didn't. It, you know, I didn't have any. It just happened. It just started. It just happened. Mm -hmm. It was just presented to me. It was just. It was just laid into my lap. You know, when mm -hmm. you're ready for things, when things need to come, you know, and that's another part of 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 softness, of of gentleness, of of being in the present, of being aligned with who you are. And not forcing it and not searching, constantly searching for, you know, the happiness at the end of the tunnel is that when you are aligned, the things that need to come your way will come your way. I was going to say that was no accident. Right, right, right. Not at all. Not at it all. It was because you were, were ready. I don't want to say you had resigned yourself or maybe do you feel like that, that you were said maybe everything I've tried isn't working. I'm resigned to no, what the universe I, or how no, would you it, describe it? Wasn't, it? it wasn't like that. It, you know, I am one of those people, you know, good or bad, you know, I'm a forever hopeful person. I don't think there's a situation where I would ever give up hope or finding the, the, a positive solution or a way through it, it really, you know, the, the, the downside to that is <laughs> It's almost like I can never allow myself to settle into grieving, for example, or um, just letting the the thing be, you know, to 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 really, really walk through the the fog, you know, because I'm always I'm just so freaking hopeful. <laughs> well, you know, that's one thing that we have in common. I'm a hopeful really? person too. I I am. I I. You know, and it's not that cliche, like the power of positive thinking or whatever, but I'm right. hopeful and uh, I can't imagine a life without hope. Exactly. Um, you can be deep down and, and I've had horrible grieving experiences. Yes, yes. Um, you but I still have the hope. Father, is that yeah, right? Yes. Two years ago yesterday. Yes. And it was, oh, it was 95. Wow. And I got through yesterday without crying. But mm. could think about it and, mm. and mark the day. Mm. Um but that was the worst part, you know, and everybody's had traumatic experiences to some extent through your life. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So I've had those before, but that was the deepest, darkest that I had mm -hmm, been. But mm -hmm. even there, I didn't give up hope, which is how I came out through right. the other side and, and the solution dropped in my lap. Mm. Like you say, because um, mm. when you're ready, because um, I was able to be still enough. Mm -hmm. to listen and to hear and then the next thing I know I was in yoga teacher training because Ooh. I was I have found myself on the yoga mat like five times a day I just knew I wow. needed to, to do this for me to help me through the grieving and then it got to the point I was like well I need to get deeper into this and not yeah. just take classes but understand why this is so wonderful for me wow you know but but it was the hope was always there you know it was when you think like I can't be in more pain than I am now mentally physically you know mm -hmm. the stress and mm -hmm. the new responsibilities you have to take on mm -hmm. I still had hope because I knew mm -hmm. that I don't want to say I didn't have any other choice mm -hmm. but I never thought that there wasn't going to be hope I just knew I was going to have to go through this and take mm -hmm. my time like mm -hmm. you say mm -hmm. you know there's no time limit or no mm -hmm. time frame. And I, I probably stopped being type A at that point. Mm, mm. Because type A can't, you can't be type A and say, okay, I'm going to be over this in, in two weeks. That's my, go no, right, right. that's not how it right. works. Right. So, but so many people are there. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. So how do people, okay. So what does this look like when you're working with clients, um, be, is um, this is something that someone can do online with you? Do they meet with you weekly? Like describe yes. that. Yes, uh, thanks for asking. It's actually both. So 
uh, I would I will be providing the coursework, you know, the like the worksheets and things to do the instructions. People got to do the work on their own, not just. Oh yes, honey. Okay. <laughs> you okay. have to be ready. You know, the the program starts with uh, a, a ritual of commitment. You know, actually, when you sign up for the course, you have up to 48 hours to change your mind, because what I want you to do when you start it is to go out on a little journey into nature and really see if it's the right thing for you, because it's, it's not going to do either of us any good for you to force yourself into into. You have to be ready to do so. So it's not for everybody or it's for everybody when they're ready. It's for but everybody when they're ready. Yeah, it's it's um, geared towards people who are really trying to make a, a difference in the world, uh, make a you know make positive changes in the world. You know we call them change makers, but of course any all, you know all of us can be change makers at some level, and many of well, us. I was going to say. Yeah, many of us, at least in my sphere, are already change makers in some way. Well, I was going to say in the world, it doesn't mean like you're trying to be the next president or whatever, because your world, it can be, just be your household. Amen. And exactly. That's where I am with my change making. Right. I'm, I'm working hard on raising kids who can, you know, have extreme emotional intelligence and, you know, be able to express themselves uh, truthfully and things like that, transparently mm -hmm. and things like that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We are all, and I want us to all realize that we all have a role as a change maker in some way and, and you know, and connect to that because, you know, part of what my values are is, is, you know, is this community aspect, us lifting each other up with uh, the work that we do with the embodiment of our essence. It's not just for us individually, it's for us all. Is for is to make our community starting with our households, like you say, making our households, our community, our extended families, our communities, our, our our local towns and cities, our states, and you know, to make this all a better place. It, Honestly, it, um, I hate to sound cliche, but that's really well, what it's about. Well, that's I was gonna say it's, it, it may sound cliche to some people, but you know, cliches are there for a reason because there's the you know they're based on truth. Hmm. And once you have like that energy, you have other people want it as hmm. well. Even if hmm. you're not vocalizing it, you're expressing it just in your being. Hmm. So when you're walking down the street, how you interact with the person at the grocery store, exactly. you know, all of that is you making a change in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you so the 40. Okay, so in that 48 hours, you say go out into nature. That's a requirement. Wherever oh, yeah, you are, yeah. find a place, a, a green space. Find or something. a tree or something, a plant in your house. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Find somewhere to plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find some place to, you know, and I have the, you know, specific detailed instructions on it, but, you know, find some place where you can connect with nature because that is your connection to where you live on earth. You know, this is a connection that we have completely disconnected from this in God, so many ways. Like we never even knew it existed. We are earthlings. <laughs> Say it again for the people in the back, right? <laughs> right. Earthlings. So, I mean, I'm even thinking you're like, if you can get out where you can put your feet in the grass, take your socks off. Yeah, put your feet in the take your socks off, put your feet or your bum on the actual earth on the grass. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, put hands to a tree, you know, mm -hmm. hands to mm -hmm. a plant, mm -hmm. hold it, stay there in stillness, mm -hmm. 15 minutes, mm -hmm. connect, connect with mm -hmm. this place. It is you. It is a reflection of who you are. Connect with it. Remind yourself of who you are and what you need. And then you will know if you need this. If this so is, even if you live in a crowded urban area that doesn't have a lot of green spaces, you can find a tree you or you can find, find you could go to a flower shop and just in and be in there or I'm trying to give people that might have excuse. Well, I don't I happen to live where there are a lot of green spaces, but if you don't Right, me too. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's grass somewhere, there's a tree somewhere, there's there, a flower. I, I live in you and I we live in major city. Well, I live in Paris and I, I can find yeah. green space easily here. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine if you live in the suburbs, if you live in another major city, I can't imagine you not being able to go to a park or, or a backyard or like you say, a plant shop 
Well, you know, some people, because they're so disconnected from nature, may have a hard time thinking about that. So I'm glad Uh you're spelling Uh it out to say it can be as accessible as a tree. You can find a tree. Truly, truly, truly. And who cares if people are looking at you while you're touching this tree? Hon, and you can find a spot where it's not super crowded. You, exactly. you can, you can go you can. Google map, Google map, your local park, go there, mm-hmm. boom, go there. You'll be That's with it. other people that are connected to nature. You'll find a new community. You will. <laughs> you will. And it's really important. It sounds, you know, maybe it might sound unnecessary or a little extra, but if you're going here, if you're going there to a, a connection to self, you have to have that ability to connect and this is a great place to start to have that ability to connect this is a great uh, uh yeah this is a connection that you would you make to the earth is a supportive connect there is nothing that can be negative or or bad or misconstrued you know when you communicate with another human you get get all those trust issues come up miscommunication yeah so nature we- doesn't miscommunicate though. <laughs> Exactly. And so you, you will get a clear message. I say you'll start to feel that. How does that message come in? It comes in through your body, through your senses. Exactly. It, through your intuition. And then so you're also, you know, even if you decide this isn't right for you, you have flexed your intuition and your connection mm-hmm. skills in a way that is really helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after that 20, uh, 48 hour period where they're mm-hmm. connected with nature and, and they come back. That, that's the commitment period. Then they say like, okay, because it is a commitment. It's, and first and foremost, it's not a commitment to you. It's a commitment to themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, that's when you state your commitment. You make your commitment. We go through our little ritual to start. And, and honey, we get started on the work. We we dive in. We It's an amazing journey. It's, it's something that's really, really worth doing. That is life-changing. Like once you start doing the work, I was going to say, because you say you come with worksheets and workbooks. Once you start doing the work, it's the type of thing you want to do more and more. It's like reading a good book. You can't wait to turn the page. Exactly. And then you have your session, your weekly sessions with me for an hour for each session to to debrief to. And if you have questions and if you need if you have blockages, you know, with the work, then we get you know, I help you through. That's where I can guide and, or that's where I do guide and mentor through the process. So the work is yours to do, to take ownership of, to embody. I was going to say, to claim. You can't say clarity. I love that word. Yes, yes. I did this. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just there to to hold up the mirror. Your witness. Yes, to be the witness. And and, oh, thanks for saying that too. The witnessing is is extremely powerful and helpful Mm -hmm. to be validated and seen Mm -hmm. as you you grow, as you journey. You know, that you start losing interest in a Chanel bag and things like that. Girl. Cause that, that little piece of stupid leather, that can't if get it's you even anything leather. like this. Yeah. <laughs> if it's even leather and um, the validation part that you said is very key. I think so many of us feel unheard, Mm -hmm. unvalidated. Mm -hmm. And then something else I wanted to say, it's not, it's non-judgmental work. You're not there to judge them. Oh, and I am here to teach you to not judge yourself as Mm -hmm. well. You know, that's, that's part of it too. We judge ourselves very harshly. All all during the day without even thinking about it. We burnt the toast. I you caught know, my tone. I caught my tone just yesterday talking to myself. It's like, oh, who are you talking to in that tone? Exactly. It wasn't the words. I said the words again to myself in a kinder way, and it was really, you know, I, yeah, I just, I can feel the the softness in my body right now, the support, the self support. But the way I said it the first time around, I was like, oh, okay, make sure you don't talk to your kids that way because. <laughs> Exactly, because you like you wouldn't talk to anybody else that way. Don't talk right. to yourself that way. One thing right. I learned in my yoga teacher training was compassionate self forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's something that I have to practice every day. And that's the other thing, you know. You bring up to me another point in this, in that it's not about perfection. It's not about getting this right, right? 
we we struggle yeah. each of us as humans that's part of the you know living in our purpose right mm-hmm. um and just being human is we struggle with these things these uh, elements of conditioning that we have been living for decades that don't quite go with our our purpose our essence who we truly are our authentic our authentic selves and so you know when we're standing up to dare to shed those layers it, you know, it, it does not come overnight. There is no end goal of perfection. We will be doing this work until we are no longer here. Well, we're human. So perfection isn't, a po- isn't even an option. It's exactly. not a possibility. So I just don't want to set people up to think, okay, if I, you know, if I do this, for example, this embodied essence program, then, okay, I'm going to, you know, you know, I don't want anybody to have an expectation. Of I'm going to be the perfect mother. Or I'm going to be right, the perfect wife. Right, or I'm going to right, be, no, right. you're not. You're going to be a better version of yourself. Exactly. The ultimate version of yourself if you do the work. Exactly. exactly. Um, but you're going to still make mistakes. Right. Um, that's where the compassion and self-forgiveness comes in for me. Because you right. work so hard to get something right. And if it's not, you know, and it's like, well, what is right? And why yeah. am I trying so hard? And just forgive yourself and calm down. And if you have compassion and self-forgiveness for yourself, it's easier to forgive others and to see them for who they are with all their imperfections. I don't even like to say imperfections because we can't be perfect anyway. Right. So for just who they are, um, and it helps manage expectations for yourself right. and for others. Right. Um, and I think a lot of times we put too many expectations on ourselves, unrealistic. Right. That comes and, back and to that others. type A. Yeah. Yeah. You and others. So, so it's, so when you say, so if you're not in Paris, you can still do this with you. You can be. Oh yeah. This is all virtual. Yeah. Through, through zoom. I guess if you're in Paris, we could, we could meet up, but even then I will probably still do it on zoom. You would do it on zoom and that's fine because people need that space and that safety. Just like we're recording now, we don't have our cameras on. We just came as we are. Right. 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 So if you're on Zoom and, and, you know, you don't have to feel like, oh, I got to look a certain way or act a certain way. You know, it's true. And, I, you know, I provide all, you know, I still do Reiki and different sessions, uh, uh, intention setting sessions with clients. And all of that is virtual. And I I dare to say that it's better. it's, It's actually better that way because of what you just said, you know, people are in their own sacred, safe space. I can provide an even deeper, safe, sacred and safe lens through which uh, mm-hmm. we go through a session. And, mm-hmm. you know, that just helps you to be more authentic and, uh, and, you know, more real with yourself and let the stuff that comes up need to come, that the stuff that needs to come up, let it come up. You know? Now, you know what, for the show notes, I'm going to need you to send me all the information, how people can get in touch with you. Have you set up a web, uh, have you um, uh, have a website for this? Yes, it'll be, the... uh, it'll be ready uh, next week, but it, okay. it will be clydygene.com, K-L-E, Clyde is spelled like Heidi with a K-L. Okay. <laughs> how many Jean. times have you said that in your life yeah how you spell it? so clyde clyde jean j-e-e-n dot com mm-hmm. slash uh, embodied essence okay that's what the link will be but it's, it's not ready yet it'll be ready next week it'll be ready when the, by the time this podcast comes out so that'll be perfect okay so great. so for, for people listening now we're recording on may 26 so this would be out um first week of june the website will be oh, up yes, yep, but definitely. when this when you hear this um fantastic conversation you'll already be able to go straight to the website um and now you know the backstory about what you'll be seeing on the website and how you mm-hmm. can do it i wonder if i could ask you to close us out with a brief meditation oh now you know i would love to absolutely oh, thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome Ah, so why don't we find ourselves with the eyes closed or if for some reason that feels uncomfortable, just lower the gaze towards the ground. And you notice as you lower your gaze or close your eyes that you almost instantly start to reflect internally. Allow yourself to be awareness to become awareness and in that awareness you are simply observing being aware of whatever it is 
going on in your body. You might feel your feet tingling or feel the chest and belly rising and falling with the breath. You might notice a sensation in another part of the body. Now staying focused on the breathing, each inhale and exhale coming through the body. No need to change it, no need to deepen it. Just allow your natural breathing to come in and out as you place your awareness on the breath. Cool air coming through nostrils with each inhale. Warm air exiting nostrils with each exhale. Now feeling a sense of gravity in the body, feeling the weight of the body connecting to the earth, whether you're sitting or standing or lying down, just feeling earth kind of anchoring your body through the feeling, the sensation of the weight moving downward. And keeping the spine long, not allowing the sensation of weight to round the back or anything, but feeling that weight anchoring down, connecting to the earth through the seat or the back of the body if you're lying down or through the feet if you're standing. The mind wanders to tasks, memories, other thoughts. Gently bring it back into the body, feeling the weight connect to earth. Now, deepening the breath, each inhale and exhale, the inhales opening, lifting, widening the chest and belly. Exhales through the mouth this time. Two more times this way, inhale. gently and feeling that sensation of connectedness to the earth and let it come back to your memory to your experience throughout the day thank you ah uh, thank you my little magic fairy i just <laughs> love you i'm so glad we got to catch up today you're an absolutely remarkable woman don't ever forget that Oh, thank you. And I love you too. I wanted to put that out there. I appreciate that. The love is received. Yeah. And um, wow, I'm ready to go on with the rest of my day. Actually, we are going to a big flower shop. Oh, 
go touch a flower. Well, yes, I want to <laughs> soak it all in. That's part of our plan. There's one okay. near us. That's it's like a little mini botanical garden in my oh. mind. So I'm gonna go get with my nature now. There you go. There Thank you, go. you so much. And you're welcome. Thank you'll you. Be in, oh, you're welcome. And we'll be in touch soon. Kiss those beautiful boys for me. I will. Thank you so much. Let them know there's somebody in Sweden that thinks they're amazing. Oh, and, um, I will tell them. Oh, I can't wait to tell them. Kai tell them that. that. Kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> and um, have a wonderful rest of your day, sweetheart. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye.